This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Just at the minute, with everything that's going on and that has been going on, there's lots of different feelings that we notice are coming up for people. Things like trepidation over things, panicking, feeling really uneasy about stuff. And then there's obviously the maybe even harder stuff like panic attacks maybe going on feelings of anxiety, fear, that kind of thing. And we're going to put them all under a bit of an umbrella for this podcast, Um, under the umbrella of maybe anxiety, because actually what all of these do is they give us stress. So they really do lean on our stress indicators and they can heighten our blood pressure They can quicken our heart rate and move our blood quick around our body. So what we need to think about doing in any of these kind of situations is being kind to ourselves. Try and press that pause button and just take stock. What's going on for us? And what we may need to do is just distract ourselves sometimes a little bit but this isn't about ignoring what's going on because we need to address it but what it is about doing is addressing it at a time that is best for us so if this starts in the middle of the night it's about pausing that and dealing with it when you've slept so we wanted to give some tools and techniques that may help with anything that you currently are feeling that's under this umbrella of anxiety. And to start with, we need to actually identify what that is. What we notice is that people start going into a spiral. We start going into a spiral when we start down this path of negative thinking, negative thought patterns. So, If you notice yourself on this spiral, going down and down into that dark and you recognise this, then you can always get off that spiral and you can always go back up. You don't have to hit the bottom before you get there. So, Imagine that as a visualisation. Imagine this big, massive spiral, maybe a staircase, and it's just going down and down 
and you notice yourself on it. Imagine there's a rope. Grasp hold tight of the rope. And it stops it. You're not moving anymore. Now, this can be a really useful mental picture that you can use to stop these feelings of anxiety. You're catching yourself from carrying on down. You're holding on to that rope. And we know that that's difficult, just as it would be to haul yourself up with that rope. But you can do it because you can find an inner strength to stop yourself going down and round and round. So make a decision when you notice this to stop, to get off and to not go there. And also what you can do if you notice these thought patterns spiraling and grab hold of that rope, maybe try a relaxation exercise to distract yourself because it's really important to remember that you can decide to change your feelings, your mood. So here's something to help you get started. It's a simple calming exercise that you can use and you could do it even now with us. Find a quiet spot in your home or your workplace where you can just sit and be comfortable, just on your own, just for five minutes. Close your eyes and breathe deeply in and out. Just notice your breath as you breathe in and out. And as you're noticing your breath, also notice where does the tension lie in your body? That tension from those feelings that you're having. Is it in your belly? Is it in your back or your neck? It could be in your head or your jaw. Wherever it is, notice where it is. What I want you to do is, on your next breath, just imagine that breath getting drawn in to wherever the tension lies. Imagine your breath swirling around that area. Massaging and releasing the tension. It may be helpful to imagine that tension just melting away like soft butter under heat. Or maybe even that it becomes more soft and pliable like marshmallows, whatever fits for you, just notice 
how that tension eases on each and every breath. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes and stretch like a cat. Big, long stretch as you continue on with your day. Now that was a lovely calming exercise. And that might really help at least for a little while. I mean, it might see you through the rest of the day, but it might be that it only helps for a little while because you're getting on with your day. And then we all know this, something can happen that just triggers us. And those feelings that we were describing earlier, feeling of panic or just that bit of nervousness, the worry that's, been at the back of the mind now comes to the front and we're reminded of it and when this happens it's okay that's perfectly usual you're not doing anything wrong but it might be that this isn't the time it's a bit inconvenient for this to be feel and then if you're trying to deal with it what can happen is this can actually get in the way of what it is you really need to be doing so in this instance, show yourself some compassion. This is a fantastic opportunity to really show yourself some kindness here and to remind yourself that it will be okay. All will be well. To help with this, you can just take a couple of moments just to close your eyes, just to visualize, visualize something good, something that really brings you pleasure when you look at it. It could be a flower, a plant, it could be your pet, a child, or it could be a scene that you imagine from being in a faraway place, being away on holiday, just a memory. Really imagine that. So if you're thinking about an object, really visualize that object in your mind. What's the shape? What's the color? Really noticing any patterns on there, any textures. Maybe you're imagining the ocean and you're imagining the sea, the waves, the colour of that, maybe imagining the froth on the waves coming up. Or perhaps you have a memory of a lovely walk that you took in the sunset. And really imagine the colour there in the sky and the way the trees are against the sun setting. Whatever the object is, whatever the memory is, just take a few moments to transport yourself there and as you're doing this, just breathe, reminding yourself all will be well, all is okay. 
And what we're doing there is you're not denying those feelings. You're not pushing them away. What you're doing is you're showing yourself that, that compassion by saying, I acknowledge you. I know that you're part of me. But I also need to breathe and to relax and to be present right now. And what it will enable you to do is to build up that sense of calm so that you can remind yourself that you will deal with those things, but you'll do it when you're feeling in a better state of mind, when you're in a good place. Something else that can be helpful in this kind of situation is to understand a little bit more about what's happening when we experience these feelings. What's going on within our mind? Are we being on our own side? Is our mind working with us? Or is it working against us? So asking yourself, what is it that I'm feeling? And what's my thought pattern? Can actually help you come back from where it's taking you or help you really press that pause button and do that noticing that Claire was mentioning before helps you get a bit of objectivity and prevents you from being sort of sucked in to wherever that thought pattern might want to take you. So a couple of examples of this are catastrophizing. So is it that the thought pattern is taking you to places that you really don't know for sure, you really don't know what an outcome is going to be. What you're actually doing there when you're catastrophizing is you're going straight to a worst case scenario for a situation. And it might be that you've got good reason for this. Maybe it's based on previous experience. Maybe it's based on your worst fear. However, catastrophizing doesn't serve us because actually it's not dealing with the facts of the situation. It's not really dealing with the reality. So if you can notice when you start to do that, instead of looking at the worst case scenario, you can balance that out by considering, okay, well, if that's the worst case scenario, what's the opposite of that? What's the best case scenario? What could also happen in an ideal world? And that's not to say that's what will happen or that will come true, but what that does is it starts to balance out where those feelings are taking you. And from there, maybe consider what is the most likely scenario. And go with that. From there, we can probably give ourselves some reassurance. Or at least we can tame those thoughts for a little while. Enabling us to get on with our day. Now, there are lots of different thought patterns that we might find ourselves going down. Lots of things we can start to notice when you really begin to understand what's going on in your mind. Another example of something that we quite often do is mind reading. So this is where maybe something's happened in a relationship or an interaction with someone else or even with somebody that you don't know. It might be a look that somebody's given you or a situation that's developed. 
And what happens when we do mind reading is that we have a strong belief that we know what the other person is thinking. And often this is a negative thought that's aimed at us. Or it's the result of an interaction or a situation and we're making an assumption. We know what they're thinking now. And when we mind read, again, we're taking our mind to places we don't know for sure. So we're speculating. We're maybe again coming up with those worst case scenarios. So if you find yourself mind reading, if you notice, or if you know this is something that you do, take a moment to pause, remind yourself, you don't know, you don't know for sure. You don't know what that other person is going through. There may be lots of things happening for them that you have no awareness of whatsoever. Could be that it would be helpful to find out what that other person is thinking. What is it that they believe? So could you do that? Could you have a conversation with them? Could you find out? Or do you really need to know? Does it matter? Is it that really when you think about it, how you were in that situation, how you behaved, what you said, actually, I'm okay with that and that's enough. Really, I don't need my mind to be taken up with this. I don't need to be mind reading because that's not actually serving me. Another example of an unhelpful thought pattern is tunnel thinking. So this is where we're completely closed off to other possibilities, other opinions, other options. We've really got that tunnel vision. So it's really limiting our view. We're not seeing the whole picture. And usually what happens when we do tunnel thinking is we're focusing in. We've got that real sort of focused in vision of one specific negative aspect that we just can't let go of. So again, with these thought patterns, if you find yourself going there, a good way to develop your awareness is to notice. Notice what that feels like. Notice the, the, the process that you go through if you're going to a tunnel thinking approach. So what can you do? So recognizing it, first of all, is really important. But then just challenge yourself a little bit. Let's imagine you're looking at this from a completely different perspective. What about if you were to look at this situation from above? So you come out of that tunnel and you actually visualize yourself looking from above at the whole scenario. What can you see then? What information is available to you? What options are available to you? What are the possibilities? Another thing you can do is you could go to the other side and get a completely different perspective. Maybe looking at it from someone else's perspective through their eyes. What do you see then? Now, this kind of approach does take practice, but actually it helps us to apply curiosity to the situation rather than simply accepting the thought pattern that's happened within our mind. 
It's a gentle way to give our mind that bit of a challenge because it's only when we remove those blinkers that we're actually able to see much more clearly. So hopefully you can start to recognize what those thought patterns are for you. And then we've given you obviously some tips there from Sue about how you could potentially manage those. But what if you actually get a panic attack? An actual panic attack can really scare you. I know the first time I had one, it completely terrified me. I hadn't a clue what was going on. And even when you maybe have had a few of them, they're still really unnerving. But there are things that we can do to support even that huge aspect of a panic attack. So to help to reduce panic attacks, the first thing we could do is familiarise ourselves with the, the symptoms that take place or the triggers that happen prior to that so that maybe we can be more prepared or put things in place. The next step is understanding that you're safe. That's a really important point. Even if you just tell yourself, I'm safe, I am safe. Because even though you're panicking, you are potentially, in reality, safe. And that is really key to understand. Breathe. Slowly and concentrate on your breathing can be so helpful. Slowing down our breathing actually helps us to reduce that panic within us because what's happened is our heart rate started to beat faster. We have that fight or flight kind of mode that's going on for us. And actually it can make you feel lightheaded. It could cause dizziness. You could even then fall over. So it's really important to try to breathe slowly and deeply, really concentrating on that breath. And even if at first it doesn't feel like you're doing it slow and it doesn't feel like you're doing it deeply, concentrating on your breath really will help and you will get there with it. Because what you're actually doing is you're doing some of that tunnel thinking because actually what you're doing is you're closing it down to just the breath. Everything else doesn't matter. Now, if that really doesn't help for you, start to stamp your feet. I know that sounds really weird. But if you stamp your feet, what you're noticing is you're noticing the ground under you, how solid that is. And that can be really reassuring. So stamp your feet on the ground and just notice that solid, safe ground that you're stood on. Maybe it would help to hold on to something. That could be a banister, the arm of a chair, 
when I had my panic attack, I was in a supermarket. I gripped hold of the trolley and just stood still and just looked like I was looking at some produce on the side. And I took a deep breath, noticed the solid ground under my feet and grabbed hold of that trolley tight and just allowed myself to breathe through it. Telling myself, I can do this, it'll pass, I'll get through this. And that's something that can be really helpful. Just to talk to yourself kindly and reassuringly. Telling yourself that you can do this and that you can get through this. You could start to count then. Count from one to ten and then... 10 to 1. All the time you're using distraction methods, but also what you're doing is you're concentrating on different elements, which is taking your mind away from potentially what was causing the panic to start off with, and regulating your breathing, which is vital for you to do. So if you have this when you're walking, then just slow your walking down. Or if you can find a bench, go and sit on that bench. If you're driving, then obviously pull straight over. Park the car and just go through. And you can even put your feet firmly on the floor of the car as well. If you're at work, maybe leave the room and go and find somewhere, ideally outside and breathe some fresh air in. If you're on a bus or a train, then, you know, try and leave the carriage or go into a toilet, somewhere that you feel that you've got some space just for you. But whatever you do, don't rush with when you're doing this. Just take things slowly and deliberately. Now, all of this should really help. But if the feelings continue, then, and this might sound really strange, why don't you try singing to yourself? So it could be something inane, like la, 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 la. It could be something like that. And if you're on your own, that's absolutely fine. It could be your favourite song, something that you really know the words of. Loudly singing actually helps to cheer you up and cut that panic pattern. It's a really good blocker for those neurons that fire in your brain. By singing something that you love out loud really messes up that brain pattern of panic and sends you off on a different pattern, thereby stopping the panic attack. It can be really helpful. Now, this is great if you're in a private space. If you're not, you can still sing in your own head. So try doing that in your head, singing words to a lyric. Imagine yourself singing them out loud. And then take a walk if you can. 
it's a really good idea to go outside to take the walk because the fresh air and the change of scenery can really help. But even if you're in work, you could just go into another office or if you're at home, you could go into another room and continue with your breathing. What can really help is to stretch your fingers and your toes, breathing really deeply and congratulate yourself on getting through the panic attack because this is never about telling ourselves off. It's happened, there's been a trigger and we need to notice that, but we need to be kind to ourselves. That's really important. So congratulate yourself for getting through it. And maybe if you can, notice three nice things in your environment. So I'm just sat in my office now and there's a lovely red vase with a heart on it. And there's my little elephant on the desk that I love. Marble, greens, browns and just noticing that and then even something like my range of pens I've got four different pens in all beautiful colours purple and blue and pink and orange just notice things around you and that really helps to break that pattern and break that panic attack that can feel really scary. Now, that's an awful lot to remember. And with any of our feelings, the first thing that we can do is just notice our breath. Concentrate on our breath. Breathe in deeply just three times and then start to remember, okay, what else can I do now? But always starting with your breath can really help. One of the important things to remember with all of this is that it's already within you to be able to deal with it. So whatever you need, you have resources, you have choices, you have options, you have stuff that you can try and there's always something available to you. But we know from our own experience that when you're in that moment, when you're experiencing that panic or even just those worries coming to the surface, they can really take over and completely impair your ability to be able to see clearly and think clearly. And we forget, we forget how brilliant we are and we forget that we have all this within us. So one way that we can remind ourselves of this is to reconnect to ourselves and remind ourselves that actually we have more control over our thoughts and feelings than we think we do. We're in charge. And even though it really doesn't feel like it in that moment, you can choose differently. 
You do have the power to do that. You can deal with whatever these feelings are in this moment, that anxiety, that worry, that stress, that panic. There's always something that you can do. And in these times where it's difficult to connect with others, you can remind yourself of how solid and dependable you are. And something that you can do physically to remind yourself of this is to actually hold your own hand. I know that sounds really strange, but just taking one hand in the other in a way that's comfortable for you and just notice how that feels when you bring those hands together. Give your hands a little squeeze. Feel your fingers touching one another. Feel yourself holding onto your hand and feel the strength there. That's you. That's all in you. You are enough. You're already enough in yourself for you to hold on to. So if there's something that you want to change, you can do it. If there's a feeling that you need to acknowledge and work through, you can do it. You just have to see that you have that strength within yourself. Try it now. Hold your own hand and remind yourself that you are enough, you can do it, right here, right now. <laughs>